0: Brittany, we're well into February.
1: It's Black History
0: Month Mm. and we are celebrating all these voices and amazing people that are in our city who really are national leaders and thought leaders um, challenging us to do tremendous justice work and infusing faith and theology into social justice and We've just had a really good conversation.
2: I am so glad I got to be in the room for this conversation. It was electric. It was hilarious. It was mm. thoughtful. I had goosebumps multiple times and I've been called to action as well. It, Yeah, it was a holy hour and a half, I think.
0: Yeah, they're such storytellers. Oh like, man. I love the stories coming out of their mouth.
2: Yeah, and great um, illustrations and metaphors and I'll take so many of those with me. And I had a blast.
0: I wish that people were in the room with us because the body language, Mm. too. Everyone was just having a really great time. Yeah.
2: The energy, thoughtful conversation. I think we need to do this again, for sure.
0: Absolutely. 100%. Uh,
2: We got to talk today to Reverend Dr. Clarence Thornton. You might know him as JC Loves on JoyNet Radio. He showed us a thing or two about how to do a good podcast.
0: Absolutely.
2: Uh, He's also the pastor at Macedonia Baptist Church. i would not met... Dr. Thornton yet, but it was such a great delight to get to know him, and I'm glad to now call him friend. Mm -hmm. We also got to talk with Reverend Danita Waller-Page. She is the pastor at both St. Andrews and Geyer Springs United Methodist Church.
0: What a ball of fire.
2: I mean, she was so much fun. Red
0: hair and all. Red lipstick. Love it. (laughs) Yes,
2: I loved her. I can't wait to do more work with her as well. And then there was the quiet but so profound Um, Reverend Dr. Dwight Dwight Townsend at Longley Baptist Church. He's Mm -hmm. the pastor there. Uh, What a treat. Uh, So thoughtful.
0: Yeah. Love having all of them here.
2: And then, of course, there's our very own Pastor Preston Clegg, who uh, moderated this conversation. And, man, what what fun it was. I hope you will listen and enjoy. I hope you are challenged, um, that you've learned something, and that you feel inspired to walk in a new way
0: absolutely let it transform us permeate our souls lead us to more justice in this world
2: maybe so let's dive in do it welcome to because it is a conversation about faith justice and other things that matter this podcast is hosted by second baptist downtown in little rock arkansas Second Baptist is a vibrant, historic downtown congregation whose faith compels us to seek justice, care for the oppressed, and pattern our lives after the way of Jesus. We are a unique Baptist church that prioritizes diversity and inclusion for all. In this episode, Reverend Dr. Clarence Thornton, Reverend Danita Waller-Page, and Reverend Dr. Dwight Townsend share their perspectives as black leaders in arkansas we spend time learning from these pastors what the white church should know about the black church you can watch the full conversation on our facebook page and youtube channel hi
1: everybody welcome to this episode of because it is i could not be more excited for our conversation today Uh, First of all, because I'm having it with friends, and secondly, because this is a conversation that matters uh, to us. Um, It's Black History Month, and we are a predominantly white church that cares deeply about racial justice and is trying uh, to do the best work we can do in that regard as a gospel mandate and gospel compunction. And as we talked about what we might do that was more than just performative or box checking, we thought about a conversation that had depth and heft to it about what the black church wished the white church knew, Hmm. uh, what black folks wished the white church knew and did different. And so we want to have a candid and honest conversation today about that. And I'm honored to have uh, friends old and new in the room today. (laughs) Uh, I've known Danita and Dwight for a while and been able to follow your ministries, and I'm grateful for your witness in our city. I'm grateful for your friendship personally. And Clarence, I'm I'm honored to meet you. I've known you from a distance, and I'm glad to call you a friend, and welcome to the podcast to all of you. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. And, And you're a radio expert in personality, so when we're done... I don't know about expert. Let's say experience. First. Experience, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Well, well, thanks to all of you, uh, not just for this time, but for your ministry in our city. I'm honored to call you friends. Thank okay. you. Um, from your perspective, what, let's just hit the ground running. What do you wish was different about the white church? Uh, what would you change about the white church uh, writ large in our culture today? You want me to go first? I Yo, go, yes. I you <laughs> go first.
3: There was never a question. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Let's address the redhead in the room. <laughs> <laughs> As an individual who is appointed to mm. where I'm in what's called a cross-racial appointment. Right. Um, it is one of those things that I've experienced on a regular basis. Um, and I think the thing that I would like the right church to understand is church's church
1: is mm. church.
3: Church is church. Mm -hmm. And although we do it a little differently in different uh, contexts, what I have have had to learn to be is a chameleon, Mm -hmm. right? I've had to learn to be adaptive in whichever situation. So as a black woman, Mm -hmm. code switching is a regular thing we do, right? Mm -hmm. And so, But church is church. And if we can get down to the nitty-gritty of we are here for what purpose? Mm
1: -hmm. It's not black people, white people, Mm -hmm. Asian, Latina, whatever people doing these things. We we
3: are here as God's children, right? Yes. So what I want the white church to know is is it's not that hard. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't, you know. And 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 I'm sorry if I can be genuine on me. Yes. I, right I, I, here. I, I I sometimes choose to code switch, but in most instances, I don't. I make no apologies for being What is
4: code switch Those.
3: I'm going to tell you, the prime example of code switching.
4: platform, here, okay. yeah. <laughs> okay, prime example <laughs> of
3: code switching. When I was a little girl at my house, right, we would be playing and uh, everybody running around. Ah! And my mom was like, if y'all don't go sit down somewhere in the phone, I right? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> hey, that's code switching. Yeah. I switch from my normal vernacular to that of the majority um, race or whatever um, to say, okay, what? Like I said, chameleon. Right. I switch with the the temperature of the room and speak that vernacular when I'm in that space. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is. I have walked into the space where I'm saying there's a song that says "except I will sing it, but I'm not. Accept me for what I am." I am.
1: I'm in that space and place where "except me for what I am." So
3: broken English, I mm. I know how to. But if I feel like saying "ain't," hey, that's exactly what I'm going to say. I hear you. And and all of the head swinging and the hand moving steps. And that is who Danita is. That's who Pastor D is. And and the blessing and the gift um, that. I have received and I embrace is the fact that my folks, the Arkansas Conference annual conference, of the United of this church have understood that's
1: who I am and allow me to flow in that space. Thanks, Peter. And God. that's a gift. Yes. So White church, I want you to understand, church is church.
5: Yeah. Good word. Thank you. I agree. Uh, you know, I typed some notes last night. Uh, I looked at your questions mm-hmm. and um, and I just wanted to kind of get some notes together so I can have you know uh, stay on par with what we are. Discussing today, uh, but she's actually hitting it right on the head. Uh, we wish that you all, just uh, white, the white the white church would know that we just it is just church. Yeah. Uh, embrace the cultural differences uh, that we all that we all have, um, and when you understand the context uh, from which all of these all of these things uh, have derived, then you know. You, I think you you better understand it. But just just embrace it. Uh, there's not just because we are different. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we our cultural backgrounds are different, doesn't mean that we can't worship together, mm-hmm. that Absolutely. we have to hate each other, that we have to stay separate. When we come together, you do what you do, mm-hmm. we do what we do. Or when we come to you, don't look at me funny because yeah, yeah I worship this way. Uh, because I think that we are more generally more accepting mm-hmm. uh, to uh, the white church's uh, uh, uh way of worship than right. the white church is to mm-hmm. ours, right? Because if you look at it. Um, um, when you look at the music and the worship style we will introduce a song, amen, from (laughs) the culture uh, uh, very easily Yes. uh, versus the white church embracing a song Mm -hmm. from the black culture such as a gospel song or a hymn. Or we may sing the same hymn, we just sing it differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I still think that the African American church is uh, more accepting um, when it comes to uh, cultural differences. Yeah. Because we've had to be. Yeah. I, mm. yeah, it did not matter to us. You know, we can go. If we're at Second Baptist, hey, we, we're doing what oh, Second Baptist oh, does. Although it's yeah. important I you, how we yeah. do Amazing Grace. Y'all do it a whole way <laughs> <laughs> a
4: whole, yeah. Yeah, different way than we yeah. do it. Well, I'm uh-huh. just saying, we do it. We do it. <laughs> um, um, and so, yeah, I, I, would, I would say the same that, um, you know, we, we, um, the it, it, the adjustment of, you know, we, we shouldn't have to. We, I mean, all of us mm-hmm. shouldn't have to. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Be a chameleon. Mm-hmm. We we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be that uncomfortable for right. us to come mm-hmm. together right. to worship because we're talking about a, a Christ who is right. Spirit, mm-hmm. right? And uh, he 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 commands us to worship him in spirit and in truth, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. not necessarily in in uh, culture. Right, um, And I'm staying away from the word race, and I'll explain it later. But mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 our cultures are different. But just as as my moderator said, uh, because our cultures are different, because there are some differences there, does not make one greater than the other. It's just right. acknowledging the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the different cultures right and and we do do amazing grace a lot but
3: <laughs> I, I, I totally, totally agree that, no argument here no well, argument. i gotta jump in can i jump in real quick <laughs> come on okay so so going from <clears throat> white memorial which is historically all african-american church black is the word i like to use mm-hmm. so historically black church mm-hmm. and i was appointed to um Geyer springs united methodist church as the very first black preacher they've ever had male or female. Right. Mm. So going from one dynamic of worship into like the total opposite, Mm -hmm. I had to do a lot of teaching. Right. Mm. And so a lot of times we would do the hymn as is written in the hymn book. And then I'd get up and go, if I were in my other tradition, this is how we sang it. Mm -hmm. Or this is how we did that. Then I go into another level of teaching and say, do you know why we do this? Like, um, singing the song uh, Amazing Grace, and then I might say, Amazing Grace, I speak mm-hmm. the sound,
1: mm-hmm.
3: the reason they call and response form or any, anything, any song, where I, there's a person who leads it just a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. they kind of mm-hmm. speeds it up, and the rest of the folks come in and join in, mm-hmm. they're singing it that way, because in the, back in the day, mm-hmm. There might have been one person that could read.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And if that one person could read or that one person knew the song, mm-hmm. they would then spit, spit it out mm-hmm. and then everyone else would embrace it. Yeah. And so in that, we have learned how to sing the song a little bit slower, yeah. mm-hmm. give it a little bit more feeling because... Yeah. We had to literally learn the words mm-hmm. of the hymn, right. and then we—it it just allowed it to marinate a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. get in there and seep in, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. get a little mm-hmm. bit more and, and, flavor.
4: And forgive me, um, you know, I'm just an interviewer. So <laughs> I, want, I wanted to ask both of you because I, I would find it, for me personally, mm-hmm. very difficult to be in a uh, to preach uh, 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 regularly
1: mm-hmm.
4: as a pastor mm-hmm. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
4: in a. Um, mixed congregation,
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh, and and so let me ask you, Pastor, mm-hmm. um, is it is it, uh, is it a challenge? Uh, and I know I've had this conversation with with Pastor uh, Danita mm-hmm. but is is it a challenge? I mean, I, uh, when when uh, Dwight came in, uh, Pastor Townsend came in, he said, "This is a brave topic that mm-hmm. you because mm-hmm. it, it is, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. are you are you facing any challenge or?" Uh, are you uncomfortable in any way? What, talk to me about this, man. <laughs> yeah. Let's,
3: let's, let's, yeah. Let's
1: talk this. This is code switching right here. Yeah. 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 This yeah. isn't the chair I thought I was in yeah. today. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, I, I'm fully alive to this work. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, you know, when you say I believe in racial reconciliation, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. every white person in every white church in this city, Stands in one accord and says, amen, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. All right. mm-hmm. But then when you say, because I believe in racial justice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. here are three policies mm-hmm. that have to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now, now <laughs> yeah. it just got real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I think that is the rub for a lot of white folks today yeah. is. A lot of churches are saying the right thing theologically and from the pulpit. But the way that that works itself out in policy and practice and system and the the tactile places of our lives, that's where it gets tricky. And Mm -hmm. people accuse you of meddling and getting too political and all that. Right. right. But that's just part of the job, and it's part of this territory, and I feel like I'm following Jesus on occasion Mm -hmm. when somebody has a problem with something I say. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of, you know, when I'm in a black audience, Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm speaking to a predominantly black audience… I do think there's wisdom. You talked about being a chameleon. I think there's wisdom in knowing who your audience right. is. Right. Every, yeah. every good speaker yeah. knows yeah. That. that. You yeah. should know that. But at the same time, I can't be anything other than <laughs> who me, I am. Right. Just, right. Yeah. Both yeah, of those things me. are true. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. be anything other than who you are. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think people can begin to sense that yeah. when mm-hmm. the game's being played from the right. pulpit, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think I've grown into my voice in that way and I'm yeah. growing into my voice in that way. Yeah. Um, You know, there's, there are terrific black preachers in this city Mm -hmm. off the charts. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I'm sitting at the table with a couple of them (laughs) Um, and I know it because I've heard them. I listened to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And man, y'all, if I could, if I could do the call and response, if I could end with that hymn, I I would be, I'd be leading the charge, but that's, that's not me. me. And so part of it is being comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. And also being comfortable with the fact that not everybody in this room is like me, right right, right. right. And that's okay right. too. It's There's okay. beauty in that. That's, that's not just danger. Okay. That's beauty. Well, and we need to accept it yeah. as
4: that. so and I, that's I, you I'm. know the uh, reason I brought it up I said that you know, I would be a little uncomfortable. Uh, I have spoken into in um, white audiences before, but but it's always a, pull back a little bit because I, yeah. you, as you said, I am genuinely who I am. Mm-hmm. So I tend to speak boldly about things mm-hmm. that I believe. And right. one of them is, you know, my culture and who I am. Mm-hmm. And I know, and, and, it, and so it's not a matter of anything, except I don't want to be, I don't want to offend anyone. Right. Sure. You know, the Christ in me would just uh, have me not to be, uh, intentionally trying sure. to offend anyone, but sure. I know that when I speak boldly, it may be received as something Absolutely. that I don't want it to be received as. That's you know right. what I'm saying? So that's what would make it uncomfortable for me. That's
3: so right. for me to answer that question, I can honestly and transparently say for the first year of my appointment, I was not me. Mm, okay. I was not fully authentically Danita. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a matter of fact, <laughs> I preached the funeral of one of my former mentors like he was the oldest living elder, African, black elder in the Arkansas annual conference. And because of who he was, they needed my church. But he called me his pastor mm-hmm. also. So he came over to Guyer Springs with me. And so I preached his sermon. As Donita. Mm-hmm. And after the service was over, the individuals at Guyer Springs, because it was at Guyer Springs, who came to the service Came to me and said, you've been holding back on us. Mm. Yeah, yeah, It's like, well, you know, and, and I did that, number one, because I, I, go, I went in, I, I, uh, I can honestly say, with the preconceived notion that they couldn't, they wouldn't be able to accept me at 100 percent. Mm. Which I can say now, you know, I was wrong for that, but I was also right. Right. Because in the same breath where somebody said to me, you were holding back on us. After that, he says, and I thank you. Hmm. I don't think we're ready for that. So there were some folks who were saying, you you know what, Pastor D, oh, we love it when you get passionate. Oh, my goodness. You know, you really felt that today. (laughs) And I'm like, and so now, now those same individuals who were looking at me like I was crazy and looking at the ladies who came over, you know, that would kinda get a little spirited like this one little lady maybe she pace <laughs> the back of the face <laughs> with her. yeah she yeah. gets on with Miss Kathy, we'll give it to her yes you know she's and yeah. now they used to Miss Kathy shouting, but when yeah. she first came they would be like uh <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. can can we listen to the sermon please? Yeah. And so that that was one of the most difficult parts of that that cross racial appointment thing. Mm. Music. Yeah is a major piece mm-hmm. for me. I'm a music person. Mm-hmm. I mean, 22 years as a minister of music at the Rest of Hoover United Methodist Church. So music is who I was before I was
1: pastor.
3: Mm-hmm. And to go, it's just like, to use a food analogy, if you're, Trying to cook a green vegetable, right? You go and you put that vegetable in. You kind of let it, the water boil, you let it get in there. Then you take it out and you drop it in ice water to do what? No. Stop the cooking. Mm. I felt like I had been dropped in mm. a bowl of ice water. To stop. Mm. And, and the mm. cooking and the burning and all of that that I would have in my preach moment. is like, yeah, mm. maybe... Pastor D might need to practice her sermons a little bit because if she practiced it, then maybe, you know, she wouldn't kind of stumble on her words a little bit. What well, is this who I am?
1: Yeah.
3: I've studied. I know the, the word of the text, the word behind the text. You know, I know all of that. <laughs> I, I, and if you and I sat down and had a conversation, we could break this whole thing down to the Greek, to the Hebrew. Mm-hmm. I know that I have this degree. I have a master of divinity degree mm-hmm. from Memphis Theological Seminary. So all I right. can do that. But if I'm preaching in 12 minutes.
5: Yeah. Yeah. You get, you get to the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, I so I guess that would, the, the, what I want, the white church going back to our topic yeah. is church is church. We do it yeah. differently. <laughs> But just like Pastor Townsend said, we have learned to go get in your sanctuary and adapt mm-hmm. yeah. and appreciate. Do the same for us. Yeah. Give us that same respect. Yeah. And if you learn, I'm I'm sorry, I've seen it in the United Methodist Church. And we talked about it. My daddy was a missionary Baptist, right? So mm-hmm. we got Black Baptists in Texas,
1: mm-hmm. um,
3: United Methodists here in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And and when they had revivals, when the United Methodist Church had revivals, you know, what they invite a Baptist preacher <laughs>
1: mm.
3: and they invite the Baptist preacher because they know they're going to bring that, ooh, they're going to feel. We're going to church tonight. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Why wouldn't you expect that to be your norm? Yeah, mm. I don't mind you visiting, mm. but don't want that regularly. Yeah. yeah. So let's learn how to embrace each other because
1: mm. we help each other. We're better together. We are. Mm-hmm. That's such a good word, and you know the way that I even framed this. What does the black church wish the white church realized? Mm-hmm. In a way, that puts all the emphasis on the adjectives there, right? Mm-hmm. And at a fundamental level, what we're trying to do is be the church. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Be the church. Yeah, that's it. Um, and yet there are there are historical theological reasons why. A black church exists, why a white church exists, mm-hmm. and that's gotta be acknowledged too, or we miss some some truth to that. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes I can live more in the the black-white dynamic because I'm trying to be just and reconciling and almost forget that there's a more fundamental work of the spirit here mm-hmm. that's deeper than culture, it's deeper than yeah. history, mm-hmm. and and that's our common ground, right? Is the work of God mm-hmm. in the middle of all this. Mm-hmm. Um what do you think the most common misconceptions that white folks have about the black church is? Mm-hmm. Um, the most The common
5: misconception is that um, a one of I, I feel like that um, <clears throat> that we um, are unlearned mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. more um, emotionally emotional driven yeah. than we are biblically um. Intelligent, or you know, right. ability, you know, I think that's a misconception. Um, mm. But um, I think that it's not. Of course, it's 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 not true. It's just uh, as we just said, culture. It's it's how it's how God made us. Mm-hmm. If you trace our ancestry, our history back to you know our you know our existence mm-hmm. and, and the black culture. We're just moving, dancing, feeling people. It's just, yeah. it's just what, it's just what we are, who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a misconception uh, that we are uh, not uh, as biblically driven, mm. you know, and, we, and more emotionally uh, driven than anything, and that you know we don't. The Bible <laughs> is not the center of everything we do. You know, right. it is. You know, yeah. it, it is. Uh, but we just see things um, uh, differently, even theologically. Sometimes, you know, like you mm-hmm. just mentioned. Uh, but I think that's a misconception
4: yeah, yeah. I, I, I i totally agree i mean everybody uh, all of us at this table are mm-hmm. degreed uh, yeah. theologically mm-hmm. uh-huh so um there's that training there we, we do have right. training mm-hmm. however uh when we express ourselves it's yeah. just yeah. uh you know there's you know there's some you know in in uh i went to uh missionary baptist uh, mm-hmm. seminary mm-hmm. and um
5: I think we all started out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if <laughs> you get it, if you
4: get invited, yeah. which I yeah. don't think happens very often, yeah. but if you get invited to preach at the chapel, the chapel, yeah, <clears throat> you are encouraged not to. Yeah, as we say, hoop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, however, that's 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 us celebrating that's, that's, celebrating the message. That's what we <laughs> yeah. do. That's what we yeah. do. And so I, I think uh-huh. uh, Pastor Townsend was right right on in in that we. We we have our training. We know our Greek. We we mm-hmm. understand all of that. But then when it when it comes to the expression of who we are, as uh, it just you know it you know it's 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 just uh, it just comes out different. It's uh, yeah. uh, let me let me say this. It's 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 greens and kale <laughs> K- kale. <laughs> <laughs> what?
3: Greens versus Kale. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> like
1: college, that, that's the title of kale. this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Greens and Kale. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, so so that's
4: <laughs> but
1: we, we have
4: a different way. This guy's crazy. <laughs> of expressing what yeah. we do, and 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 I, and and that's also a little uncomfortable. When and so if you would invite me to come in, and then, uh, there would be this slight e- expectation that I'm really going. You know, get down. I'm really yeah. going to do it. Uh-huh. And then there would be my expectation that I really need to pull back here <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and you know, make sure that I am uh, biblically sound and, right. yeah. you know, accurate and all that. And, you know, and so, you know, we we have those misconceptions. But I, again, I, I guess we'll have time to get into why we are, as you were talking about earlier, why we have these uh, black and white distinctions, anyway, mm-hmm. right? You know, we'll, we'll get into it later, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah. yeah, to answer your question, yeah, that um, those expectations are, I think, unfair, but you know, mm-hmm. it, is, it is what it is, yeah. And I think the more we're around each other, right? You know, that's it's very important it that we that we, which is what integration was all about. If we really sure. wasn't about nobody trying to be like anybody else, but it's just the fact that if we're all in this thing together and in the same room. Uh, doing the same things eventually we're all going to start to uh, rub off on each other yeah yeah Mm -hmm.
3: let me say this um church time for our ancestors was one of the only time that was freedom Mm. to move the manner in which that Mm. you Mm. can move Mm. yeah in a time where you were expected to be stoic and unexpressive Mm -hmm. and have no emotion Church time was a time when you could mm-hmm. let go, mm-hmm. give God the glory, shout, mm-hmm. you know, the theology of, uh, the, uh, theology of suffering. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. When 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 we to, to reign with Christ is to suffer with Christ. And we walk. That's how we made it to the next week mm-hmm. when we were. in Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. But we were called boy mm-hmm. and girl mm-hmm. and, and, and auntie and stuff like that. So in the in the church dynamic was. We're emotional because that's the place we were allowed to have emotion.
1: Yeah, mm. be and fully human. Fully to be him.
3: fully human, mm. to be free, to, to worship this God that we knew was the one that was gonna bring us out of our suffering mm. and our pain. Mm. And so, that's good. Th- th- that's the, the fat meat in the greens.
5: Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> that's the seed in the greens. We are allowed in season. that space to go head on and be who we w- shout, scream, yell, articulate, dress up, dress that, you know, all of those things that we could not be outside yeah. of the church. Right. We could be in the church. And so a lot of that, um, I believe the white church then, like you to, saw as emotionalism, well, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're not really educated. Mm-hmm. They're just, we were educated because those that could study then dove into the study mm-hmm. because it was then their responsibility for the community to be the, the elder, the teacher, um, the authority, mm-hmm. if you will. And so then you had the other levels of the deacons and mm-hmm. things like that. And so, um, switching up just a little bit, another thing that I've learned, and even with us today, you know, the first name thing, right? Mm-hmm. In the black church. You're going to put a handle on it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be Pastor Townsend, Reverend Townsend, Reverend Dr. Thornton, Reverend J.C. Loves, Pastor Danita, Pastor D, whatever, Reverend Waller Page. And then we get to uh, being appointed at a majority white church. And I'm greeted with the secretary that says, I'm going to let you know right now, I'm not going to call you Reverend Danita. I'm going to call you Danita. (laughs) And I said, well, did you call I'm going to say the person's name was James. Did you call James James? I did. Okay, I'm fine with that. But if you call him Brother James, if you call him Pastor James, if you call him Reverend James, you're going to give me the same respect. Mm-hmm. That was our initial conversation. Mm-hmm. So for black folk, I want white folk to understand titles mean stuff to us. hmm There was a time in our history, and y'all stop me if I talk too much, but there was a time in our history where we were not permitted to be called Mr. and Mrs. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: We were called boy and gal, Mm -hmm. and your children called us boy and gal, Mm -hmm. and we had to accept it, and we had to call your children Miss, a master, Mm
1: -hmm. mister,
3: and so when we're in spaces like this-
1: Mm
3: put something in front of you. Even mm-hmm. if you don't choose to call me Reverend Danita, if you want, because I really prefer Pastor Danita, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, Pastor D, that's the that's when he, he started that.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And so mm-hmm. that's kind of how it rose. But in our personal situation, mm-hmm. when we're talking, it's just us. Preston, I feel comfortable calling you Preston because mm-hmm. you're my friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if we're in front of your congregants, mm-hmm. I'm gonna call you Pastor Clay
1: mm-hmm. or Pastor Preston. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm not gonna call you Preston yeah. in front of your, members mm. and so I think that's a thing that we need to understand and this is my personal personal uh, pet peeve we're in a restaurant don't sit down with me and call me uh what you girls want I don't see a girl at this table and we are all women <laughs> <laughs> so
5: that's
3: but I'm just I digress, per, know, personal pet peeve uh, but, I, but I do want us to think about that and I, mm. I, I don't think because mm. it has always been the privilege of the white man white woman to be mm-hmm. called Mr. Mrs. Reverend,
1: mm-hmm.
3: You don't mind being called brother.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You don't mind being called sister. Mm-hmm. But I went to school and got a whole lot of debt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some folks died and bled and, and got sprayed for us mm-hmm. to be able to wear these titles. Please so just wear them. <laughs> when <you're saying>
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Good word. Good yes. word. Um, I, I think this is something that I have learned from the black tradition. Mm-hmm. And... Like I just said, I can't, I can't preach like I'm a black preacher because that's not who well, I am. Well, right. But I have learned that the gospel addresses the whole person. Yes.
5: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And so, if somebody leaves talking about, you know, the third declension of a Greek verb, mm-hmm. uh, which is often the case in white churches, mm-hmm. they leave with more information. Mm-hmm. But their soul hasn't moved at all. Mm-hmm. Their their heart hasn't been encouraged or strengthened. Yeah. Then that was more lecture than sermon. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And you know, you were talking earlier, Pastor D, about uh, <laughs> you know the exegesis is there. Yeah. one of my uh, one of the books I read several years ago said exegesis is like underwear. You should wear it, but it shouldn't show.
5: Shouldn't show. That's it.
1: And and so yeah. what yeah. I see when I listen. To the black preaching tradition is mm-hmm. the biblical study is there the theology is there but mm-hmm. it's done in such a way that you feel it, mm-hmm. it it's a it's an embodied yeah. soul mind heart spirit knees trembling feet dancing yeah. full human experience mm-hmm. yeah. and i think white preachers could learn something beautiful about that yeah. um and i also say uh The black tradition reveres their reverence, Mm -hmm. and that's not the case in the white church. And I I tell my people all the time, man, y'all need to revere me a little more. (laughs) Going to the black church if I don't straighten (laughs) up. But there are historical reasons for that, and that's a good good reminder. What are some other lessons? Those are some of the lessons I've learned just personally. But what are some things the white church could learn today from the black church and the black church history and experience? Mm. Well, uh,
4: let me. um, Okay, so. um, So James Baldwin, uh, in his book Fire Next Time, Mm. he has a whole chapter. Mm -hmm. It's entitled Whiteness. Mm. And in that chapter, he talks about the 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 uh, concept of. White America not understanding that what matters, what what had 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 become, uh, uh, has become a, uh, and I'm trying to explain it to uh, how whiteness is a part of everything, and so what happens is those tentacles reach out. And, 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 and that, that whiteness, if things are not done in the, and I put it in quotation mark, American culture, white, mm-hmm. if you don't do it like we, if, if you don't like hot dogs and baseball and NASCAR, <laughs> then it's something wrong with you and even your religion. It's something, right. And so, and, and, and so that even oozes into politics mm-hmm. and so when you say you know america needs this and and uh, the american people uh and so the conservative movement most black people i know are conservative we're just not of the republican party mm-hmm. um and now i can explain that later as well mm-hmm. but, but 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 that 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 whiteness what i think the the white church need to understand is that uh, that there, there was another sister. Let I'm trying to get to where I'm trying to go. <laughs> there was another sister who wrote a book entitled "Jesus and John Wayne." Y'all ever mm-hmm. heard of that book? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because what what in the, in the premise yeah. was that everything in the white culture, John Wayne heroes and all that. Was also associated with yes. your religion and mm-hmm. and all that inflated, right? Mm-hmm. And and so and mm-hmm. so and so, what I think the white church needs to understand is, is because we are a different culture, uh, and a we look different, speak sometimes different, express ourselves differently, does not mean we're not American sure. or we're not Christian, right? right? You know, it's like. You know, and so the word even Christian has become some kind of white, mm-hmm. you know, some, in some circles. You yeah. know, so 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 it's I, I, I would like to express to to the white church that um, we're all the same and uh, we, we all love the same Christ, mm. uh, the same God. And we're all achieving seeking to achieve the same goal. We're just going up a different stairway. Yeah. Uh, and and you know the day will come when we'll all be on the same stairway, mm. so we might as well get used to it now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so 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 I I think that's important that mm. um I'm trying to be careful and I'm trying to talk and you I'm trying all to all cut back. it loose. But yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. no, but 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 that that I think I think that that chapter in James Baldwin's book, mm-hmm. uh, Whiteness, kind of sums up what really makes things very, very, extremely uncomfortable between us. Yeah. Uh, and if we don't, if, if, if white America doesn't understand, so, so when, when people, white people, say, um, why, why, you, why, the, why is there a hyphen African American, Chinese American, right. why can't we all be American? Here's the problem, first of all, American is not a race, right. mm-hmm. it's a culture and and so when but also when when those people say why can't we all be american that requires no adjustment on their their part part. right
1: because Mm -hmm. white is normative right yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: and and so and that so but it does adjust for the rest of us right Mm -hmm. have got to drop some things and stop some things (laughs) Mm -hmm. and adjust some things Mm -hmm. so that we could be more like Mm-hmm. you right and then we're not trying to be like you right. nowadays we just ain't we're just trying to do we want some fat meat in the greens yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know oh, and right. that's how we eat our greens <laughs> we, and we don't want raisins in our potato salad <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying we don't want raisins in our potato salad hey, we're we talking about sin now yeah, right. yeah it's a problem got it's sin. a problem we don't put no nuts in you know uh, my greens and stuff don't, don't do that so so I'm just about saying about sweet potatoes uh, oh no. no can't can't <laughs> have it so so and we don't do sweet potatoes, We do we do yams. <laughs> See,
1: that's a real thing, right there. <laughs> so yeah. so, so I, I talk potatoes. all the time. I'm I'm serious about my sweet potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want marshmallows. Yeah. Keep the marshmallows, marshmallows.
3: off yeah. my <laughs> sweet potatoes.
0: Yeah.
3: Just, but my mama likes that. So so can I just yeah. jump in real quick? Like assimilation, mm-hmm. you know, adjustment, adaptation, assimilation. Th- th- those things like it's okay. For us to kind of embrace each other and look at each other, but one of the things that I hate, can I say? And I mean, hate with all caps. Mm. Yes. I don't see color.
1: Hmm.
3: And when somebody says that to me, I say, I went through a whole lot of steps mm. to get my hair this red. Hmm. You mean to tell me you don't see this color?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. I I went and searched out this. Color of lipstick to match my hair. Mm-hmm. You don't see color, mm-hmm. so so I didn't. I don't want you not to see color. I want you to appreciate mm-hmm. the difference. Don't try to change me. Yeah. But we can be in the same room and embrace each other. Like we talked about the other day. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's all a part of being together, mm-hmm. acceptance. And so I think where we mess up a lot of times is we think it is improper if it is not identical to the way you do it. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the, I think the white church mm-hmm. then the expects, expects the black church or any other ethnic group to assimilate to yes. their way of doing things. Yes. So I think that's what you said earlier, mm-hmm. yeah. the whiteness. Mm-hmm. And so I and, and so this is why I want to address it because whiteness is not only adopted by white people.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
3: All ethnicities accept and move and operate in statuses or states of whiteness mm. because we are American. Right. Mm-hmm. And in order to be accepted, we then assimilate. We we move the change the way we speak. As a person like me, every time I go to the uh, pastor, president, every time I go to the drive through, mm-hmm. and I order something, they say, "Yes, sir." I'm like, "I'm a lady." <laughs> well
4: I've got to lift my just voice. Just the opposite happens with me. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you see
3: what I'm so we got to lift our voices or, or lower our voices. To assimilate to what a person's expectation uh-huh. of what somebody like you ought to look like, sound like, yeah. And so I think that's one of the other things that I I want us as black folk to understand: we can genuinely be one hundred percent who we are yes. and represent our God, our Christ, and 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 God receives that. Yes, and our white folks. Can be exactly one hundred percent authentically who they are, and God accepts that. Hmm. But God expects us to work together in tangent to to give a setup for the united front. Yeah, yeah. and because we're setting for a united front, that means we got to look just like each other, sound just like each other.
1: Absolutely. Can I jump in here? I I made a decision a few years ago, uh, and I wrestled with it to get here because it felt off at first. But I stopped using the word reconciliation, mm-hmm. hmm. and the reason is is because. I think in white people's ears, when you say reconciliation, what they hear is assimilation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, who's against that? You right. know, we mm-hmm. want all people to come and be just like us, right? But it's that's not gospel reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, cultural mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. assimilation yeah. and accommodation, that's, right? Yeah. And that there's no Christ in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few years ago, I was at this table with a group of black clergy from uh, Baptist clergy from all over the city, all over the state of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And there was a black pastor who said something I will never forget. He said, I just want y'all to know that I'm not doing any choir swaps anymore and I'm not doing any pulpit swaps anymore. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm not talking about reconciliation anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. He said, because the issue in this country has never been a lack of proximity or relationship. Mm-hmm. He said those who owned enslaved people and those who were enslaved had relationships.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What they did not have were, was relationships of equality. Mm-hmm. And he said, when I start hearing white preachers talking about justice, then I will know that we're getting ready for reconciliation. Mm-hmm. But until until I hear people talking about justice, we're talking about something other than reconciliation. And when he said that, y'all, it was a Eureka yeah. Spirit of God moment for me. And I thought, I'm going to start talking about justice. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. justice is the way that we get to a reconciliation that is more than y'all come sit at our table and do it the way we've always right. done. Right. That's right? A,
5: that me. Right. And that's a and we'll huge a difference.
4: Yeah, yeah, so 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 let me let me give you a hard peel. Uh, I'm I coming think. back to that. I want to go yeah, back to come that. Come on. uh well, go ahead.
5: Go no, ahead. no, <laughs> oh, because in my notes, you know, you it's, it's just confirmation. I, I wrote that lessons the white church can learn from the black church is to be more vocal about what's hurting others. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So don't just be concerned about your world. Uh, think about uh, if we think about it, we live so close to others, but yet we're so We're worlds apart.
1: Mm. It's
5: it's like you were saying about the the relationships there, but we're worlds apart as far as what is uh, affecting me Mm -hmm. versus what is affecting you. And until we, or until the white church becomes more, um, not just vocal, but like you say, get down to the you know the policies and all those yeah, type of things. Yeah. Um, then that's when we will really see it because we need them to speak up about it. We've always been advocates for right. It. right. You know, we've always been the person on the forefront right. of voter suppression, of um, of the criminal justice system, the court systems, yeah. the disparities that we see there. You know, uh, in the in the sentencing and all those types of things when we get to that type of stuff mm-hmm. uh, we can, so we can throw out the reconciliation right. unless we're going right. to do, they're going to do what you just said. And so I, I totally agree with that. I thought about that, you know, just be more you know, on the social issues, the issues that affect us. Mm-hmm. Um, we are living right here together in close proximity, mm-hmm. but worlds apart. Um, mm-hmm. when it comes to what is affecting us, yeah. Uh,
4: Fred, Fred price in the, mm-hmm. in the book, uh, race and religion.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great book. And I I, I started uh, teaching uh, a series during the George Floyd uh, thing uh, in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, and as I started teaching, I started researching uh, and I got, came across his book and I actually literally stopped my teaching because I said, I can't say it any better than this. Mm-hmm. I just said, y'all go get the book. <laughs> okay. And I started teaching something else uh-huh. because it was, it's, it's just that powerful. One of the stories he tells in that book Is he says, imagine getting in your car, a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter, get in the car, everybody getting ready to go to the beach. You pull out the driveway, start down the street and another car comes barreling down the street and totally uh, tolls the car, kills the mother, Mm. Mm. maims the, the, the daughter. Uh, and uh, the son is critically injured for life.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And the father survives, but has to try to now deal with this situation. The person in the car who was barreling down, speeding down the road, um, gets out of the car, dusts themselves off, come over to the people, the father, and say, man, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And then gets in the car and, yeah. drives, and continues on right. his way. Yeah. Now, everybody would say, well yeah he was he he that family was old or sorry, right, but this is, you have it's a moral yeah yeah, right. yeah you have a moral obligation mm-hmm. to repair mm-hmm. right. and here's where I'm going uh until we until white America mm-hmm. gets to the point of understanding the importance of first acknowledging mm-hmm. the the uh atrocities, yes. yes. Uh, That have been brought forth on our people, and then not addressing it as that was a long time ago. Mm Y'all get over it. Things are better now. Things things are better better now. now. Let's Mm -hmm. move forward Mm -hmm. and all that. When you say that, it's it it it, 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 we can't. America will never get better until that slavery and atrocities that are brought forth to us uh, uh, are addressed. At least acknowledged. Right. It first has to be acknowledged that it happened, and then addressed properly. And yes, I'm talking about reparations. And mm-hmm. yes, I'm talking about a check. <laughs> I used to. Th- I used to think that. Well, maybe we could do uh, some. Um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, some. Um, um,
3: Exceptions or. Well, deductions. some
4: some yes. Uh, well, I, I, I was maybe some tax breaks mm-hmm. or some. Um, uh, civil things, the laws that could be changed, but no, 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 no. I think we need a check <laughs> because, because, because with that acknowledgement uh, first, and then the acceptance of it, the responsibility. Uh, you have a, a moral obligation to repair that. You got, you got to repair that. Right. And and if not, you know, you know. Oh God! So so when we get to nine eleven, the the caption is never forget. Right. But we talk about slavery. It's let's move on.
1: Exactly. <laughs> That's critical That's right. race theory. You yeah, yeah, about y'all, y'all, y'all
4: got to move on from that because that was a long time ago. Right. And, and and so going back to the analogy that Fred Price brought up. Uh. Well, I didn't. I wasn't driving a car. Here it is, three generations later. I wasn't drive the car. And mm-hmm. yes, my, it was my great-grandfather who drove the car and destroyed your family this way. But I didn't drive it. I wasn't driving. And here I am three generations later. No, I wasn't in the car. Mm-hmm. But I'm affected by it. My family was affected by it. And it, it crippled us for a long time right. as a family to try to get back to some. And the trauma is still there. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, so if you're not responsible for it and not going to do anything to repair it, then I just have to just get over it and move on, right. and that, and that, and that's 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 and don't whine about it. Yeah, and and mm. that, that's that's so unfair to me. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and it's until unjust. we
4: until we get to that point
1: mm-hmm.
4: and that acknowledgement and those uh, uh, and that accountability is there, we as a as a race or we as a country are going to have trouble moving forward. Yeah, yeah. It's trouble. because the, the the trauma is still there. Right, the trauma
1: is still there. I've, I've begun to see that there's a huge difference between peacekeeping and peacemaking yeah. mm-hmm. right I think I think a lot of folks mm-hmm. are scared to go in these places to talk about reparations to talk about systemic and policy change uh, to talk about how our faith plays out on the ground of our lives because it stirs people up yeah. and it does It, does. Mm-hmm. it doesn't it does. keep the peace mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if we're unwilling to do that, we will never make peace right. uh, because peacemaking requires justice, equity, fairness, um, a desire to do the right. Uh, and I think one of the things Uh, dear listener, uh, is could we prod you to think about the difference between peacekeeping and peacemaking and how that plays out in your life, how, how we might all be more peacemakers instead of just peacekeepers. Mm um, Let's talk for a second about the things you've experienced, maybe from well-meaning white people <laughs> who were less than helpful, um, who maybe were more zealous than wise about how they went about this work or how they engaged you in, in some personal way.
5: Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think of one instance, uh, where, uh, I uh, had a conversation, uh, with a, um, a Caucasian pastor and um he sat me down and basically uh, told me um what would be the stipulations um for us to have a relationship and fellowship mm-hmm. friendship even you know mm-hmm. yeah wow and um and I I think what, he
4: what 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 would this, I'm curious well it, <laughs> it, was, it was it was it
5: came to me in a more of a, a judgmental um mm-hmm. tone mm-hmm. and not only tone but even the words, um, you know, it, it was basically do's and don'ts mm-hmm. of this relationship. Tell him, tell him. I want to know. And want to know. I want to know. So, it's you no, know, like, so uh, if, I'm, if me and you are going to be friends, if me and you are going to establish a relationship, if our churches are going to fellowship, then um, you as a person must be morally um, clean. Uh, you as a person... Wow. Uh, must you know? According uh, to
3: his definition of yeah, morality, well,
5: you, you can't do this. You can't do that. Are you doing this? Are you doing that? You know. And of course, it was something that I it was unexpected uh, to me. Uh, and so, what I've learned to do in those spaces is um, it's kind of like a good, it's like a restaurant to me. Yeah. Like if a restaurant gives me bad service mm-hmm. or treats me bad, I really don't cause a scene with them. Right. Mm-hmm. I just don't go back. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I believe that affects them yeah. more. Yeah. Um, what they need is my money. What they need is the people connected to me to come in, so they can keep making money, mm-hmm. all right? And keep doing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I look, I liken that to that type of situation. I just don't go back to that, right? You know, uh, and there was no need to continue that uh, relationship or continue to have that conversation, you know. But um, I think that's the maturity on our side, mm-hmm. you know, not to, you know engage and you know because there are some of us who you know probably just jump right in but like you know hey you're not gonna tell me what to do you know you know this and this and that but that's just I saw that that was just a relationship that I didn't need to have and so um, I don't know if I was peacemaking or peacekeeping you know at that time but I knew that I was I, you know I didn't want to enter into that um into that dynamic. Wow, yeah. Um uh, but that was probably most one of the most uncomfortable mm. things I'd experienced. And I I think in his head he felt he was being helpful. Yeah. But it was it was it was offensive.
3: Yes, uh, uh, Patronizing. Uh, yeah. Condescending. To me, to me. Is yeah, awful. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna tell you one thing that I think uh, some very well intended individuals uh, did. I'm working in uh, African American black context. Hood Church, I'm just gonna say it that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Huh. Hood Church, with hood young folks. This is in, um, say maybe ninety one, ninety five, in in that era. Um, this is doing with the gang, the banging in Little Rock time when I was working as a gang intervention prevention specialist at Hoover. I'll say that. And a well-intended group of folks brought a box truck full of generic tennis shoes to the church for us to give to the kids. Mm. Now, if you know anything about the context of black people in shoes, tennis shoes, Nobody wants busters.
1: <laughs>
3: Nobody wants generic shoes that look like Jordans.
5: <laughs> generic
3: shoes that look Ord, like the, Ordans
4: without the Jordans.
3: Jordan. You, know, you know what I'm saying?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine
3: you Ordans. go into the hood and you got these fake Jordans on? they like, what are those, yeah, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs>
3: we had an entire box truck full, like a room full of these shoes. That these kids was like, Mr. Nita, you got to be kidding me. Ain't nobody going to wear
0: that
5: yeah.
3: expletive. Yeah. yeah. But these were well-intended individuals who wanted yeah. to help the urban kids.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Had you just come to us and ask,
1: mm-hmm.
3: how can I help your kids? Mm-hmm. What is it that you need? I could have shown you how to spend that money. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You could have left those over there for those people that were going to wear those, but it was it was a waste of space. It was a waste of time. Now, you know, you had some moms that come up there. you going to wear these shoes, and I don't care what you say. I'm getting one of every size. What you, Give her one. Give my, you know, yeah. And, and yeah. the kids left with them, but it wasn't something, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well-intended white folks mm-hmm. got together, and they were going to do this shoe drive, and instead of sending them overseas, we're going to take them to the hood. We don't want them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mm -mm, Get somebody else to do that. We don't want that. And so it it may seem like ungrateful. Mm -hmm. You know, this is just, you're just ungrateful. Mm -hmm. No.
5: Even homeless people have a standard.
3: A standard. I've seen that. You see what I'm saying? They don't want that. And so Mm -hmm. it it is the same Mm -hmm. as if I came to your house and said, "Uh, hey, Brittany, Mm -hmm. I'm coming over, bringing paint. I'm going to change the color in your living room. Mm -hmm. That's D. I took a lot of time To figure out the color I want in my living room Nah I've been over there And I realized You don't need that color You know You look more of a beige girl To me So I'm gonna come over And I'm bringing Sharon Williams paint And we're gonna come And paint it yeah. And I'll be there on Thursday Around 2 o'clock where does
4: this accent come from? I'm just, just saying Yeah, I yeah. It's
3: Chameleon
5: Chameleon yeah. But
3: I, I'm saying So I want folks To understand It's best that in any context Black folk White folk Whatever mm-hmm. If you're gonna go And assist Mm-hmm. Demographic. Survey the demographic. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah, learn. Ask the people who are there. Learn the culture.
3: Sing what it is it they want? Yeah. Yeah. How can I help you? What's the best use of this money? I got a pot of money. Right. You yeah. tell me how to use it.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: Don't good. just bring anything over here and dump it on my porch because I'm going to be like, uh, you know what? Thank you, but no thank you.
1: There, there is a way of helping that honors and lifts and empowers, and yeah. there's a way of helping yeah. that dishonors yeah. and yeah. doesn't even right. see the yeah. other person, yeah. you know, and yeah. I, there's a lot of that going on. Mm, there's yeah. a whole study of when helping hurts. I yeah, think exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, so,
5: that's what <laughs> I was saying about, you know, understanding what hurts other people. Mm-hmm. You know uh you know about what's hurting me what's affecting me we're we're in close proximity but we're mm-hmm. worlds apart we're missing, you're right you're understanding right. what is affecting what really it genuinely affects this person I think yeah. it was Haiti
3: mm-hmm. and I might be wrong but they were talking about there were people that were hungry and it's like so many orange trees there right so how mm-hmm. oranges have like all the essence of the nutrients and the vitamins and things that you need how can you be hungry? I don't want no more oranges. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I see oranges all the time. So yes, I might have everything I need in it, but I would prefer not to, if don't send me no oranges, because I got that right there, send me something else. And so I think that's a lot of the instances where we forget in church, Mm
0: -hmm. in
3: society, Mm -hmm. how we learn to flourish together is asking questions. Yeah. Like today. Yeah. This is vital and crucial. And hopefully those that are watching are paying attention and will Actually, glean from it and use it, mm-hmm. and not yeah. just go. Oh,
4: that was nice. Um, I've, yeah. you know, been in radio uh, 112 years. So, <laughs> um, uh, and I was working with a uh, corporation here in Little Rock, and I've worked for all the major broadcast entities. Uh, and I, so, I was working for one, and in that building, we had about eight different formats: farming, traffic. Uh, weather format, news talk, uh, country, couple of country stations, uh, urban, adult urban, blah, blah, blah. It was a bunch of us, mm-hmm. including the gospel station that I was on. So one guy uh, asked me, at we were at a war room meeting that, that we had every Monday <clears throat> at 10 o'clock. And he asked, well, how, man, how does it feel to be a part of a format that's so small and limited?
1: Mm-hmm. He was talking about
4: the black gospel format. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, and I, and <laughs> so I, I I tried to explain to him that there's eight formats in this building, mm-hmm. eight, and so there's eight formats. There's six stations. All of us are small and limited. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's only so much of a it's pie great. that could be parted. <laughs> you know, it's it's like it's when we're not a small limited. In other words, he was saying he meant well, mm-hmm. but he was saying that you know. As we were treated in the building and have always been treated in the gospel radio thing, uh, it you know we, y'all a little just a little side mm-hmm. something that you know we probably would add just cause blah blah blah. And I was trying to explain to him that all of us uh, have he he meant well, but he was he was very uh, uninformed about what he was talking about because yeah. the, the there was a study or or a radio changed uh back in the in the. Uh, 80s when they came out with uh, uh, what is called BDS. BDS is a is a is a, a way to monitor what's playing on the radio mm-hmm. right And they found out at b- before BDS the 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 billboard and all the charts uh, and the money was spent on all the rock stations. Uh, but then when they found out BDS when BDS came out, they found out people were actually listening to, Urban radio mm-hmm. and country radio, mm-hmm. and that's when country radio started to rise because they started figuring out what well, this is not just a secondary format. Everybody's listening to it, right. and so it rose. Urban rose, and rock stations have dwindled mm-hmm. because there's nobody listening to them. Right? They're they're they just for more nostalgia. So he he meant well. Uh, and he was over the rock station, by the way. So, <laughs> but, but but he meant well. But but that that's a specific thing. But even in a general sense, politically speaking, uh, there are some things that are done and said. Uh, I don't want to go there. Okay, so <laughs> like uh, so this there's a new initiative being. Um, proposed by our state <laughs> that everybody who is, who is receiving services from the state either needs to be working, going to school, or volunteering. Mm-hmm. And, and so this, I guess it's well-intended, um, initiative that's coming down really is, is, is lacking passion, uh, or compassion is lacking compassion and it's, and it's lacking consideration for people in certain situations. Right. And just because I'm receiving a service does not make me lazy.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: It, but that's what this implies. Implies It implies that I'm lazy. And the only reason I'm getting this is because I'm lazy and don't want to work. Right. Uh, or uh, I don't want to go to school or mm-hmm. I, you know, and I'm, I'm a different kind of person. And so it's while it, it is well-intended, Mm-hmm. I think. Uh it is it is offensive, right. You know, that you would offer and present stuff like this, uh, and not have a, a, the consideration for for people like yeah. you should. So yeah.
1: the whole bootstrap mess yeah, yeah. to mm-hmm. people yeah, that Martin Luther King mm-hmm. says mm-hmm. that it's, it's a didn't cruel have boots. Yeah. Didn't yeah. Didn't have boots. yeah. Yeah, it's
4: a cruel jest <laughs> to right. ask a man to pull up a bootstrap of mm-hmm. somebody that don't even own boots. Yeah. You
1: know. So, right. Yeah let Let's finish with this today. We've talked about some hard things. I like to end with hope. what mm. What is drawing you into the future, and where do you see hope in terms of racial justice and the church being the church in a robust and vibrant way today? This podcast it's yeah. Yeah. a good start it's yeah. Yeah. a good
5: start mm.
3: as like i said as as the the pastor of the multiracial church. Mm. I see hope in as much uh, as my congregants are individuals who have learned to embrace each other's differences. Mm. As a matter of fact, celebrate each other's differences. And I think when we understand that um, when we learn to celebrate each other, you know, As kids, we are taught, you know, you get that little piece of paper and they teach you how to fold it up and everybody get their little kitty scissors and you just cut. And the teacher tells you, okay, well just make sure you don't cut this part right here. And then when we finish, we unfold them and all of us got our snowflakes and they're all different. And they say, this is just really how snowflakes are. No matter, no two snowflakes are alike. And we're taught that as little kids. Weren't we all taught that? Mm -hmm. Okay. And we can celebrate it then, but why is it when it comes to church? We want all us, okay, no, this is the this is the template. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make it look just like this.
1: Uh-huh.
3: I think the hope is when we get back to the rate where we're saying, listen, we realize that we all got, got this piece of paper, we can cut it and we can celebrate. That your star, snowflake look like a little star. My snowflake, I cut a little bit and the kind of hanging open, but it's still a snowflake. <laughs> you know, whatever. When we learn how to ex- accept that and say, oh, at the end of the day, you were gifted enough to create whatever this mm-hmm. is. And every mama that took that little snowflake home, where it looked like a piece of paper that was cut this <laughs> little bit, said, oh, baby, this is
1: so,
3: you made this for me. And, and celebrate. I see our God doing that mm-hmm. same thing. Saying, oh, baby, you did this for me. It Hanging off the side. But you <laughs> have to make the effort to make this for me. We, we yeah. realize that's, that's what God wants. Yeah. Don't just go, well, I know, but uh, see, do you see mine? Mine looks more like a snowflake, though. Yeah. To you. Yeah, yeah. to you. Mine, and so I, the hope in the hope that I see is that we are getting to a place to where, as and some folks don't like it, that, that we're saying this is God's church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not our church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I said when I uh, came in, uh, Pastor Townsend, to 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 my both of my churches, I said here's one uh, one thing I want us to understand. We know we're doing well when everybody at one point in church is uncomfortable. Mm.
0: Mm.
3: When everybody is in church and there is a song, a word, mm. a movement, a shout that makes you go, does it take all of that or couldn't you, shh. when when we're all in a space where somebody's uncomfortable, now nobody is like. This is exactly, then we yeah. might be mirroring what God wants us to see. Yeah. But if I get to church and everything, every song is a song I like to hear, every, every words are words. So the hope is that we are learning to embrace. We play more CCM style songs now than ever before. The Black folks have gone and said, you know what? You're a good, good father. <laughs> it's who you are. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. we with the same song that you yeah.
4: And yeah, we take the church up. We'll put a little fat meat in it. You yeah. know. Put a little fat <laughs> yeah. meat in it. Yeah. Talk about the song, Goodness of God. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or uh surrounded. surrounded. Mm. Listen. I had to pull my car over listening mm. to that
3: song, the, the <laughs> Surrounded yeah. You might think you're surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Mm. Uh, you yeah. know, y'all know the song? I've heard it. Yeah. It's it's a CCM. It. It's a contemporary Christian song.
1: Mm.
3: And it's called Surrounded. But I heard it—a good black gospel artist did it, mm-hmm. and I had to put my car over. I was like, oh!
5: and, 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 it's scary. "So,
3: when, when we learn to embrace, we're singing the same song, <sighs> yeah, about the same
5: God, same God yeah." Mm-hmm. It's okay. You might sing it with a guitar. We, we might do it with yes, a yeah. yeah, 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 organ. Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: My last comment, and I'm for real, I'm going to be quiet.
1: Yeah, yeah. I went
3: to Gospel Music Workshop of America, and this is when I was in all black context, right? And I went in there going to tell it on my new context. It's like, you know, I come from a very charismatic context, and I, how do I get these folks to, you know, warm up and, and, and learn to just celebrate God in a manner... And the man was from the audience. He says, daughter, you have got to learn to appreciate the quiet fire of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. He says, you're used to the vibrant orange color of the Holy Ghost. He said, but it is the blue flame that burns to the bone, the one you can't see. Mm -hmm. So instead of going in and looking at them and saying, they don't have it, they may be celebrating silently. Mm. So this was a lesson to me Ooh. to learn how to accept <laughs> the way yeah. that my other folks that I thought yeah, didn't I know up, the Holy Spirit, wasn't <laughs> feeling it, yeah. never met the Holy Spirit. If Jesus walked here, <laughs> would you know who He was? <laughs> yeah. You know. And in, in that analogy, I said, you know what? You're right. I want my blue flame sisters and blue flames, sisters and brothers to learn yeah. that sometimes we need to see your orange and red. Mm-hmm with that I'll drop the mic good yeah. word yeah I, th- I think
4: also that there is uh when she started out by saying she said a lot afterwards but uh, she, she started out by saying this podcast it it, uh, it don't don't take it lightly this is very important mm-hmm. that we can uh on this platform be able to come and speak freely i think mm-hmm. that is, is great hope yeah because what's going to uh, have to happen is we got to all sit down and we got to talk this stuff out mm-hmm. and we got to stop making assumptions mm-hmm. about each other. And, uh, so if we can, if we can, if we can start there by talking, then we'll begin to f- uh, better understand each other and then we can better relate to each other. And then, uh, then we'll find out that we all got the same goal and we're all trying to get there again. We're just walking up a different stairway. And so, uh, and I, and I, you know, I've often thought what in the world is heaven gonna look like mm-hmm. if we're so mm-hmm. I mean you know what I'm saying What? What? Mm-hmm. how are we gonna uh, and I know we oversimplify when we, when we get in church how are we all gonna get along in heaven when we can't get along down here but, but I really wonder that mm-hmm. I mean I, I really wonder but there is some hope uh, in these recent days of there are some things that we're talking about and we're being able to talk about it freely
1: mm-hmm.
4: and openly and and able to express ourselves in our own way and you know without condescending or or, uh condescension and so i think that 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 to me is what's hopeful that we're able to just just freely speak about things because it's then that we're going to be able to
5: better relate to each other. So. Absolutely, yeah. good yeah. Word. My earnest hope is, is uh, I would say the same, I echo the same sentiments about embracing the, difference, the differences, let me speak into the mic, they call me the whispering prophet. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, so I would say the same thing, but um, take it a little bit further and just saying that um, uh, it's when we, um, my I guess my earnest hope would be for us to do our levels best to, understand or better understand each other's context mm-hmm. you know and so i think that's you know where it actually starts when you learn from whence a thing comes mm-hmm. from what it derives from from what you know the basis of their origin of it i think you better understand it mm-hmm. if we sit down and if me and pastor clegg had some differences and he sat down with me and he told me you know why he thinks like he thinks, mm-hmm. you know, um, what was his context growing up? What was his, you know, then I can better understand that. And then we can kind of move uh, further. So that would be my greatest hope. Uh, oh, I think my earnest hope is that we would um, better understand each other's context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that we would. Um, And if we don't. There's an old word in the black church we use. It's called just hush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, just, yeah there's yeah. some wisdom in that. There's yeah, some too wisdom right. in that. Yeah. Like if you don't know, you go into spaces. I, I I see it with you sometimes. If if there's something there that you don't need to be saying, mm-hmm. you be, in in being authentically, Preston, I don't say anything about that, you know, or I wait or I listen. Until I can get in or, I, you know, and so that's kind of how I'm learning to move. Like, Mm. if I don't know something about this or whatever, if I'm going into a a space or a context that I don't know about, Mm -hmm. be quiet. You know, the wisdom Mm -hmm. to, you know, to be quiet until I learn. I think that if we be quiet and shut up, hush until we learn, we won't make mistakes like taking shoes (laughs) to, you know, Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Like Unde- kale for the feet. yeah, right. kale.
5: That's what those shoes yeah, were
3: yeah.
1: kale, foot kale. The kale wearers wouldn't even want <laughs> <laughs> those.
5: Yeah, yeah. I, I
3: was going to say one last thing. This is brave.
5: Uh, Let me say my concluding remarks. This is brave ahead. again. Um, he doesn't need any propping up. He's, right. not, he's not looking for that. Um, thank you all today as well. Um, but uh, we just appreciate your your honesty, your authenticity, yeah. you know, in uh, doing things like this uh, that pushes the envelope and uh, holds your constituents, um, uh, accountable, mm. you know, we appreciate that because that's again, where it, where it really counts. Mm. So thanks for that. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. Ditto. Okay. Um, we all, the last few years, have been nothing short of apocalyptic for me. Just Mm -hmm. looking around and wondering what in the heck are we doing as a Mm -hmm. church? And I mean, capital C, all of us Mm -hmm. church, what, what is being taught and Mm -hmm. said? And I, I have found siblings in this city, uh, in the black church that have been salvific for me, Mm -hmm. uh, who've given me place and encouragement and wisdom. Uh, and all of you around this table, uh, after today, <laughs> uh, I count in that number, and so I'm most grateful for you, and uh, appreciate your time today, and know that there is a church in this city that is doing our dead level best yes. uh, to love, uh, to to be wise, to mm. tell the truth, mm. um, and to be who Christ calls us to be. Uh, so. This is more than one podcast, and it's more than just one month out of the year. Uh, This is gospel work for us. And you've been our teachers, and we're most grateful for that. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace be with you. As you go, go and love God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Do so as if it's the most important thing in all the world, because it is.
2: Thank you for listening to Because It Is. These are just some of the things that matter to us at Second Baptist Church downtown. If you enjoyed this conversation, please visit us online at 2BCLR.com. That's the number 2BCLR.com. And like us on Facebook. This podcast was produced by Brittany Stilwell and edited by Randy Schoenig with Fresh Air Media.